You're listening to For Eternity and Until, where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori Mayhine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. As an ambitious woman of faith and as a coach, of ambitious women of faith who have their hands in a lot of different things like motherhood and entrepreneurship and ministry and school for many of you, you guys carry a lot of roles. You handle a lot of things. And when it comes to prioritizing the things that matter most in life, the number one excuse that is used by all of us, I know you've said it, I know that I've said it, is that I don't have time for that. I don't have time. We live lives that are relentlessly busy. We're always doing something. We never feel like we're doing enough. And it is absolutely life-sucking. And so today on the podcast, we're going to start a short series through a freebie opt-in that I provide on my website It's a guide that leads you through a five-day time finder challenge. And I realized earlier today that I have never talked about this on the podcast, but I think it's an incredible tool, especially for this time of the year, when we're taking inventory on the way that we're spending our time, the things that we're going to be prioritizing in the next year. And some of us need the help of a guide and some practical things that we can do in our regular everyday existence, conversations that we can have, uh, steps that we can take to create the space in our life for the things that matter most. And what I encourage you to do as you enter into this process with me is pop the pressure bubble of you doing this right. And if you're in a season where you already feel like you prioritize this really well, bravo to you. I would encourage you to listen a little bit longer just in case there's something that you could use as a tool for yourself or somebody that you love. If you're someone who's living in a constant state of spiraling out into you know, overwhelm and you're working all day long and you're never putting your phone down and then all of a sudden the dishes are piling up and you're feeling that anxiety and that anxiousness overrule into outbursts of anger. And we talked about the um, window of tolerance yesterday, uh, not yesterday, but on the previous podcast and the importance of prioritizing certain spiritual formation practices and just simple human existence things to keep you within the window of tolerance to heal your physical body, your mind, your heart, and your soul. And when it comes to prioritizing these simple things and prioritizing healing, you have to have time for that. And if you're wanting to intentionally grow things in your life, you have to designate time for that. And if we're constantly derailed by the pressures of the world or by distractions and whatever, then we're not going to be able to live the life that God has called us to live because life and time is happening to us rather than us living from a place of defense with a plan of action established and steps that we can take to really walk this life out that God has given to us with intentionality. And what I do as a coach for ambitious women is I help women work from a place of worth rather than for it. And I do truly believe 
that God is raising up an army of kingdom-minded women to spread the glory of God and the goodness of God across the earth through everything that they do. That does absolutely involve your work. It involves your home. It involves your friendships. It involves you the healing of your heart, soul, mind, and body, your marriage, all of the relationships that you carry and hold. Work is not just a profession you get paid for, you guys. Work is a human it's part of our human existence. It's woven into the fabric of who we are as image bearers of, of God. And the world changes for the better when women use their spiritual gifts while honoring their values and their needs and their emotions with care and attention. And the most common thing, like I said, that I hear from my friends that keeps them in a place of overwhelm and either you're spiraling out and overworking or you're living in a place of apathy and you don't know where to begin it is the phrase, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to accomplish more than just the bare minimum needs to get through my day. And listen, friend, if you're in that season where you're like, motherhood, the things that I'm doing right now is taking every last ounce of me, then be gentle with yourself through this process. I don't want you pushing yourself to create another form of pressure through this five-day time finder challenge. But I will encourage you to say that the more uncomfortable you are, the more freedom you will experience. The measure of intimacy that you desire to have with yourself, God, and others, and the growth that you desire to see in your life will directly reflect you placing yourself in a position of discomfort And unless you designate the time for something to happen, it won't happen unless it's off the to-do list and onto your schedule. And that also involves your spiritual and physical and emotional healing. So this is less about what you're doing and more about who you're becoming through what you're doing. And I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for the last decade, working mostly from home alongside of my kids and alongside of my traveling husband's schedule. For the most part over the last 10 years, my husband has been gone four to five days out of every week. And I'm just entering into the season of life where my children are both over the age of five. And I'm telling you for the moms that have young babies, just know that the season that you're in does not last forever. And there's so much more margin that's coming in the years ahead. Again, be gentle to yourself in each season and know your limits. But no matter what the season looks like, I've really had to learn a thing or two when it comes to ordering my days, acknowledging my limits, that's the hardest part for me, and prioritizing what matters most on the actual physical schedule of my everyday life. Doing this has allowed me to do a lot of things, grow a multi-million dollar business online with a health and wellness franchise. Uh, launch this podcast. This wouldn't happen unless I had a time on my schedule to do it. (laughs) Opening my mentorship uh, business and launching courses and growing social media and homeschooling my children and still staying like married and really in love with my husband. Like these things take work. It takes prioritizing and protecting what matters most. And this five-day challenge offers just a few strategies that will help you take inventory. Have you ever um, gone in to clean a really 
like crazy messy room. This is this is what happens for me every single time that I go into my um, basement. I, I actually put it on the schedule once a month to go down into the basement and deep clean with my family. And before it gets better, it always gets worse, right? There's stuff everywhere. It's where my kids go to clean and or not clean. <laughs> it's not where they go to clean. It's where they go to play. It's where they go to have fun. And in that fun, things get misplaced and it's dirty and it's gross. And we, hold, we host this um, group meeting at our house twice a month for our church friends. And the kids go down there and just destroy everything. And everything has to be put back into its place. And in order to put it back into its place, Everything has to come out of the random bins that it's in to be redesignated to the place where it's supposed to be and cleaned off and throw the trashy things away and whatever. You get the picture. But you know it gets worse before it gets better. And so these strategies will help you do the exact same thing to evaluate the way that you're spending your time, the way that you're being derailed from the things that matter most so you could prioritize what matters most to you and what matters most to God. So let's bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices, like I say every intro to this podcast, and actually live the life that we were created for intentionally through our schedules. Are you ready? Let's dive in. As we come into the Christmas season, we want to have intentional conversations with our kids about what matters most at Christmas time. And I've been using the talk about discipleship resource that Awana's put together to talk about the Christmas story. They're in a series called Light of the World right now, and I love it because I don't have to piece together different books to read or plans or whatever. I download the guide and there is a craft and there is a story and there's a coloring book and there's a playlist and so many other things that we can interact with in order to begin intentional conversations about our faith throughout the holidays. If you want to check it out, go to talkaboutdiscipleship.com and you can get one month free with the code all caps ETERNITY. All right, so we're diving into our five-day time finder challenge. And on day one, we have to take inventory. But before we do that, I want to remind you of what it says in Psalm 37.5. Psalm 37.5 says, commit everything that you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. This is essential before you do anything in this five-day time finder challenge. I implore you to take a moment of stillness and silence and solitude to invite God into this process with you. It is one thing for you to do another challenge and take the next steps to just declutter your life and fight overwhelm and blah, 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 and engage in all the next self-help you know, personal growth, sort of, I'm going to do this and check mark this and everything's going to be better. It is a whole other transformative process when you invite God into the process and you commit the whole thing, all of your life, every outcome, every worry, every fear to the Lord and trust him and he will help you decipher what needs to be put on these pages, what needs to stay, what needs to go, and he will lead you on the best pathway of your life. It's just what he does. So when we're diving into day one, it's taking inventory. And what I step you through in this process is taking three sheets of paper and drawing a line down the middle of each of them. And you will title each of these papers with a different topic, like work, hobbies, or home life, for example. Maybe you have a business, or maybe you're a student, or maybe you're a young mom, or 
perhaps, you know, there's another area of your life like ministry or volunteer work or health. If you're in a health journey, whatever it looks like, choose your top three areas where you spend the most time. Okay. And what you're going to do is set a timer and on the, and I encourage you to set a timer only because if you don't give yourself a boundary to time for this, then it's easy to just go off and list every small little thing. And it's really just for the sake of you understanding what the core things is that come to mind that are already in your regular rhythm of your week. Okay. So maybe set a timer for five to 10 minutes, depending on how quickly you work. Some people get overwhelmed by processes like this and others just lock in and go, yes, this is my, this is my jam. I love this stuff. Set a timer for five to 10 minutes. And on the left side of your paper, you're going to write down all of the activities and tasks that you do for that topic. I want you to brain up every single thing that comes to mind no thing is too small. Okay. So like, for example, in my business, just when it comes to social media, it would be itemizing each of these lists, writing posts, recording posts, editing posts, um, uploading, interacting on my page, um, responding to direct messages, sending out an email once a week, recording a podcast episode once a week. Like there's so many things once you itemize it all down that you're like, oh my gosh, I do all of these things. Oh my goodness. This is not in your guide, but if you want to take a step further, then you can list off how much time approximately you spend doing each of these things. If you're, it's just a general rule. Okay. You're going to brain dump all of these things on one side of the paper And then on the other side of the paper, you're going to write down your biggest wins to date in each of these categories. I also want you to get as specific as possible. Like, for example, just to complete my social media um, example, is that social media is my main form of advertising for my business. All of the connections that I've made for my mentorship program, my course, and even my online health and wellness business, and even brand new friendships have come through social media. I count it as an amazing tool. You're here listening to this podcast probably because you saw a post on my Instagram or somebody connected you know, you to this podcast through a friend who probably met me on Instagram. And as much as we, you know, love and hate things like social media for people like me, where I do this for work, I have to know why am I engaging in this? Why is this a priority for me? It's because it led to a win of impacting almost 200 people's lives with our work from worth course and enrolling six women in our private, intimate group coaching program. And you know, launching a new season for the podcast. And this is our very first monetized season of the podcast. These are huge things to celebrate for me. And what I have to do, which is step four, is drawing a line to every win connected to the activity that was most responsible for making that happen. So was my email list or my email campaigns the most responsible for that? No. Okay, social media was... And what were the boundaries around social media that are helpful? What were the most important things that I did on social media that were the most beneficial to lead to those wins of impacting women's lives, to give them tools to live more intentional and God-honoring lives? Well, I have to really decipher what those key things are. 
um, for hobbies or for work, um, or even for your home, a win in your life may be, I'm a really present mother, or we got all the way through homeschooling for one year, or my daughter learned how to read this year. And you have to draw a line from the action in the other category to attach it to a specific win that you are celebrating and you want to continue to grow in this next season. All right. So save all of that, download the guide in the show notes below. And on day two, you're going to prioritize what matters most. And what I want you to do is take that list that you created from day one, and you're going to categorize the tasks in light of these key questions. This is so, so, so important. The first is, has God called me to this? These things are the highest priority. This is what matters most to God and should matter most to you. Let me give you an example. Homeschooling for me is not something that I love spending my time on. It's something that is an act of obedience that I'm learning how to enjoy. But if I had it my way, I would spend that time that I would normally be doing homeschool doing something more productive for my business because I'm I'm more geared toward a desire to work and create than I am to teach and, you know, spend this intimate time with my kids. But as I've prayed and sought the Lord around this particular thing, for our family, it is an active obedience to homeschool. And I see the fruit in my children's lives. And I see the fruit in my life in that it is a couple hours of my day where I'm not focused on how much I could produce, but instead I'm focused on who God is causing me and my children and my family to become. And because of that, the choice to homeschool is deeply protected in our schedule because it's obedience. So some of these wins may not be super measurable or out there and in your face about the results that you're producing, but a result that I would say in our choice to homeschool is our children are well-rounded and self-learners and Our family is unified through that process. And those are still wins that are noteworthy and actually help me stay on track to prioritize what matters most in my homeschooling day because when I get too focused on the things that we got to get done or the things that the kids need to learn, then I miss the actual value piece that keeps me committed to doing homeschool in the first place, which is relationship with my children, unity in our family, and relationship within our family to God as well. Um, So taking practices like this is less about the results you're producing and it's more about who you're becoming. Keep that in mind as you're writing these things out. So that's the first question is, has God called me to this? He's called you to your marriage. He has called you to your children. He has called you to specific things that you know that he has called you to. Protect that first and foremost. That's number one. The second is, Do I love doing this? If you love it, that might be enough of a reason to keep it on your schedule, but the goal is to prioritize what matters most, and that will require you to do less of the things that don't matter as much. If reading the Bible kind of makes you go cross-eyed and you need a fresh way of experiencing scripture, I highly recommend that you download the Dwell Bible app. This is one of my favorite apps that I've discovered this year, and I have a coupon code for you in the show notes. Now, here's a couple of the things that I absolutely love that they give to you in this Dwell Bible app. 
they have playlists related to the feelings that you're experiencing. If you're feeling stressed or if you're feeling joyful or if you're needing peace, there's a playlist where they've gathered scriptures related to that emotion or the theme of the playlist and they set it to beautiful ambiance music in the background. You can customize it and make it your own so you can really deeply engage with God's word effortlessly. There's a link in the show notes below that'll give you some discounts for purchasing at a year or purchasing at a lifetime. I know this app is going to bless you and help you dive deeper into God's word. Go check it out. Let me also give you an example in my everyday life for this. I love exercise and exercising every day really does make a huge difference in my ability to focus in my mental health and my overall energy throughout the day. That is a priority. I do love doing that. But in this season, I've had to reevaluate how I'm going to approach doing that. Because when I live out in the country, and when I was taking the time to drive 20 minutes into town and do an hour workout at the gym and then drive back, I had to take an evaluation of what mattered most to prioritize my love for working out. Between the gas, driving there for 40 minutes, 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back, and the price for the gym membership, and the time in the morning that was spent on that, I could not justify that anymore in this season because that part of it was becoming a burden. Now, I still needed to protect what mattered most to me and what I love doing, which is the daily movement piece, but I did have to find a solution to make sure that that was fitting in in a puzzle piece and a greater picture of all that God was calling to in my season, both financially and in taking care of my time. We're going to talk about that in a second when it gets to the time finder or the um, time budget, which helps you make those decisions even more intentionally. So it may be as specific as saying, I love going to this specific gym at this specific time for this specific class. That could be great. But if it's just general, I love doing this specific thing. It needs to be in the, in the um, schedule, but there's some work around on how it can fit. That's really helpful to know. The third question is, does this need to be done at all? And if the answer is no, throw it out or save it for a season of greater capacity. Okay, I had so many things that were on my desire to-do list in the season when I had young children that were completely outside of my capacity because there was so much more of me that was being given to the season of motherhood. And I know that's really, really hard, but I also know that it is extremely rewarding in the long run to prioritize the things that matter most and to honor God in maybe the practicing of a rhythm of, you know, learning how to do certain things for a season in the future where you could really implement them. For example, I always wanted to write. I always wanted to to have a podcast and I really desired to do life coaching for years throughout the first couple of years of my daughter's life and even before my daughter was born. Now, I didn't actually take steps physically for any of those into, you know, do my coaching certification or launch the podcast until 2020. But um, back in 2015 was when God said, all that you really have capacity for right now is the little bit of writing for your Instagram page 
focus and prioritize on writing two to three really intentional posts for your Instagram page each week. And that's all that you can really do right now. Anything more than that would be disobedience. Anything more than that needed to be saved for a season of greater capacity. So this may be hard and a little disappointing, but focus on what are the skill sets and tools that you could cultivate, the time that you could allot for specific things like that to prepare yourself in advance for future seasons when you could really walk in those things with greater fullness. The next question is, does this need to be done by me? And if not, who can I ask for help? Who would enjoy helping me with this? Gosh, this is such a hard one. All of the people who don't like being needy and don't like asking for help, raise your hand. (laughs) But truly, this is a big one. There were seasons where I said, I cannot physically keep up with the workload for housekeeping. And we needed to pay someone to come in and do the housekeeping for me. That was not an expense. It was an investment into the other things that I was growing in that season. And then seasons changed and my capacity shifted. And that was something that we could no longer have in the budget. And so I took it back up again. Um, When it came to prioritizing the coaching certifications or the travel that I had to do, I needed to invite other people into my life to help me with those things. Like when I was growing my business um, with my health and wellness business online, they hosted a few specific leadership meetings throughout the year that required me to fly to a different state. And so I had to organize and ask for help with multiple friends between having the dog being cared for and even my children being watched for some of those seasons because I didn't have family at home. There were other seasons where I did not prioritize my boundaries and I brought my kids with me to leadership meetings. I do not recommend. It was absolutely horrendous. I couldn't be anywhere (laughs) (laughs) like with my whole mind because my daughter is upstairs sleeping in the hotel room and I'm downstairs in the conference room trying to learn a thing or two about how to grow a business. Um, Lesson learned. Don't do that one. Um, But who can you ask for help? Who could you ask to come with you? Who could you ask to take on a project with you? What friend wants to spend time with you where you need to kill two birds with one stone and say, hmm, I really, really want to spend some quality time with you, but I've got a huge workload for this new project coming up. Would you be willing to come over and help me stuff envelopes? Or would you be willing to help me cook dinner with my family and we can kill two birds with one stone and have an amazing dinner with each other and hang out and have some quality time? But I still get to prioritize um, you know, dinner time with my family as well. Get creative on who you can invite in on this, all right? And then last but not least is, um, does this need to be done right now? And then the question, does it need to be done at all? Those are the things that you need to completely save for another season. But does it need to be done right now? This is even the small things that derail you throughout the day, like the messy drawers or the extra house projects that in seasons of stress, you can sometimes um, interact reactively rather than proactively in your schedule where you see something that needs to be done and you do it right then and there without thinking, hmm, is this the best use of my time right this moment? Does it need to be done right now? If not, leave it for now and pick it up at a future day or a season when you have the capacity to take care of it. Something that I love to do and a practice that we're going to do in the future days of this challenge is to 
ask that question, does it need to be done right now or does it need to be done at all? And if it does need to be done, but it can't be done right now, that's when I open up my schedule to prioritize a specific time within the next four to five days when I have a window of time to prioritize that. It could be things like cleaning the drawers or cleaning the basement. I'm just using examples from my everyday life that it does matter to me to have an organized and clean home, but I do not want to be living reactively and spiraling out of control and stress trying to make everything happen when it's not the best use of my time in that specific moment. I hope this has been helpful for you. This is all that we can cover in this first episode. Next week, I'm going to finish up with days three, four, and five for you in order to complete this whole process. But just to recap, day one is a process of taking inventory and celebrating the major milestones in your life that you want to continue to grow. I've listed it off for you in the download for this episode. And then day two is asking the key questions that will help you prioritize what matters most. Has God called me to this? Do I love doing this? Does this need to be done at all? Does this need to be done by me? And does this need to be done right now? Next week, we will finish up this process by talking about how you can simplify your schedule. What are the key questions that you can ask a spouse or a friend in the process of this to make sure that you are unified and held accountable to these things and how you can throw away your to-do list permanently by putting your to-do list on your calendar. I'm so grateful and honored that you were here with me today. If this episode helped you, will you share it with a friend or a loved one and invite them to take this five-day time finder challenge with you? The more the merrier, because when we see women awakened to their God-given purpose and intentionally planning it and prioritizing it, then we will see the world change. I never want to hear a single one of my friends say they don't have time for the things that matter the most. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you have a second, leave a review or post a comment here on the podcast page. It helps this podcast to be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide. I cannot wait until next week and I'll talk to you soon.